Hi friends, this is Morgan Ruff. I have a lot of labels that span the very many adventurous roads that I've taken in my life from wilderness guide to elite level cyclist, ski mountaineer, environmental policy walk to one of my favorite labels of all time, wild adventure mom. I am a wild woman and a wild soul. My life has taken me on some pretty cool adventures, but it's not always been an easy journey. I've been burned out, run down, depressed, anxious, truly ready to toss in the towel many times. I've been lost and wandering alone in the forest before, literally and figuratively, ready to give up. But over the past years, I've learned to cultivate hope, joy, and resilience within myself. Are you feeling like you've lost your way in this crazy ride in life? Feeling burned out or overwhelmed by the state of your home, let alone low in the state of the world right now? Yeah, I get, yeah, I understand. I've been there and frankly, I still go there. All this can feel big and scary when we first come to it, but with some support from each other, you'll see how much power you truly have. Learn to trust yourself again and gain greater connection to yourself, the people, and the world around you. On this podcast, we explore what's on our hearts and minds, learn new tools and skills for braving the wilderness, and most importantly, find out that we're not alone. Thanks for joining. Oh, and I forgot to tell you, if you're interested in joining the community and furthering the conversation, pop over to Facebook and join us at Uplift for the Wild Soul or follow me on Instagram, Morgan Ruff Uplift. Here's the podcast. Hello, welcome back wild souls and wild women. Thanks so much for joining me today. Again, spending some time with me. I'm just always, gosh, I'm always just so honored that uh, people take the time to connect. Um, And today I am really feeling called to talk more about my process that I utilize for managing my energy and my time together. And this is a process that I've learned through working extensively with my coach and mentor, Heather Chauvang. If you haven't uh, connected with her, um, she is the founder of the Mom in Control podcast and all around just inspiring human being and wonderful coach. And she has really created the system of managing not just our times and our to-dos, but like ourselves, our energy, and putting ourselves on the list. How many of us will often take the time to write a to-do list and nothing that fills our cup, nothing that is um, calling to our soul is actually included on that to-do list. It's all just like take the kids to soccer practice and pick up milk and all of those things. So this practice, this process that I utilize is really about working to bring um, things into my life, into my schedule, being super duper intentional with my time, with my, my week, the way things unfold, to be able to manage and sustain my energy so that I can show up in the way that I want to and need to in this world. 
So uh, Heather calls it energetic time management. Um, and really it is been a, a life changing process. And I just want to talk you through a little bit of this. Um, so I am one of these people who is the queen of overwhelm. It's my brain has been wired to move to overwhelm for a very long time. And it still likes to go there despite the many years that I've been working on training it to go other directions. So I always feel like uh, a lot of the work that I do around intention setting, mindfulness, um, this whole planning pro process, it's all about rewiring my brain because neurons that fire together, wire together. So if we are people who constantly go to overwhelm as our um, kind of primary feeling, then we're just going to keep going there because we're really well practiced. So this is a practice of learning how to think differently, see differently. Um, and it's also for me a really important practice about getting super duper realistic about what I can get done in the week and in the day. Um, what is that saying? People believe they can do more in, they like overestimate what you can do, get done in a day and underestimate what you can get done in a year. And so this is my practice uh, that I've been learning, adapting and applying that helps me to break things down into smaller bite-sized chunks, be really organized and be able to manage all the different balls that I have in my my hands right now. And I think I'm not alone um, in this. I'm uh, a mom during the pandemic. I have um, decided that homeschooling is a better option for our family. So I have really taken on a lot of the organization of homeschooling. My husband and I work as a team, obviously, but a lot of that um, really falls on my my shoulders. I am also maintaining um, a workload. I have a coaching business and, you know, all, all the things. And people often look at me and they're like, there's no way you could be managing and holding all of those things all at once. Like this is, aren't you just burning yourself out? And sometimes I am. Sometimes I am and I'm not necessarily um, doing everything perfectly. And that's a great opportunity for me to reevaluate, pick up this energetic time management and, and go, okay, what worked? What didn't work? Where do I need to change? What do I need to do so that I can keep striving toward these feelings, my core desired feelings? Um, so let just to kind of break it down, I think it's like a six-step process that I do. This is something I do weekly. When I first started this, it took me hours and hours and hours. Now I can kind of get it done in you know 20 to 30 minutes. Sometimes it takes more, sometimes it takes less, but generally it just is part of what sets me up. So the first thing that I do when I sit down at my desk to start planning is I reflect on the week prior. And part of this reflection is just getting in me, my, me in the mindset of, of noticing. So I have four questions that I ask myself. What's one thing I can celebrate from the previous week that went really well? The second question is, what's one thing I did last week that just did not serve me? 
what am I most grateful for from last week? That's my third question. And that's what's one thing I will take action on this week. And so with those questions, I'm starting to prime my brain to start thinking strategically, start thinking about what it is that needs to happen as I move forward. Okay, so step 1A, I guess, <laughs> I guess that was step one, reflecting from prior the prior week, um, is a brain dump. Now, Re Mel Robbins has a great video on uh, describing what happens when our brain gets in overwhelm. And basically what she does is she's taking a, um, a glass and filling it up with a pitcher of water and, you know, the glass is getting more full and more, more full. And she's like, oh, there goes that bill that I was supposed to pay. And there's that dinner I was going to make. And there's the um, bunch of emails that I need to send from work. And, and pretty soon the glass is just completely overflowing and the water is still being poured into it. Overflow, 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 overflow. And I think that's a really helpful visual because I, I know for me, that's what happens when I get into overwhelm. It's like everything floods my brain and everything is equally as important as the other thing. And I just, when I'm in that state of overwhelm, I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I don't know what to do. There's so much to do. And I can't like see clearly a path ahead. So let me know if that resonates with you. But that's that ha, that's always my experience. So it's almost like I'm underwater and there's water just continuing to pour in. And it's funny because the things that I'm thinking about, they often are repeating. I like it's like almost like my brain is afraid that I'm gonna lose that really important thing. And so it just repeats, repeats, repeats. The way I get out of this, both in the moment and then also um, kind of planning for my week, is a brain dump. And the way I like to facilitate this, you can just like dump it all out on a piece of paper. Just write, 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 write until you don't have anything left on the paper. Sometimes for me, that's like two pages. Sometimes it's like I only have five things. I'm like, why was I feeling so overwhelmed? But when I'm doing my weekly uh, brain dump, I like to make boxes. So I'll just take a piece of paper, put a line down the middle and a couple of lines across. And I make these boxes or categories that relate to my life. So the things that I tend to categorize my brain dump in is self. Always highly recommend, always, always, always have a box for yourself. <laughs> and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. Um, my home, what are things that are pressing in my home? Are there any pressing work items? Work is another category. Relationships is another category. Money, I have a lot of intention around, oopsies, I just dropped my microphone. I have a lot of intention around my money. And so I really work to prioritize and, and have a separate category around that. Children, what's going on with the children? And then I have a couple of boxes for other, like my business or other things that might be coming up. And so I spend, I usually will set a timer. I also like to play a little quiet music. And this is getting to my core desired feelings of uh, feeling peaceful and calm. And I will just set the timer 
and give myself permission to just dump, 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 dump. And I don't have to judge it. Sometimes things that like are completely unrealistic are coming up. So this is not necessarily the things that you know you're going to do this week. It can be everything, everything on your mind, everything that you are thinking about in the moment that is kind of contributing to that feeling of there's a lot going on, there's too much to do. And so brain dumping is just a science of getting it all out. Just having a space for it to live so that you can then um, kind of step back and be more strategic with it. So the brain dump is an amazing method, amazing approach, and um, I highly recommend it for your weekly planning as well as just for any moment that you're feeling like you're in the spin cycle and you can need to get out of it. Okay, so the second step is to prioritize. I think when I'm really stuck in that space of overwhelm, it's because I haven't taken a breath and thought about what are my priorities for this week, for this moment, for this time. And what I like to do is take the categories that I just brain dumped around and prioritize up top to bottom. The one rule here that Heather has drilled into me. I am now working to embody it. And it's something that I always work with the people that I am coaching is you're, you have to put yourself in number one spot. You have to. Putting yourself in the number one spot is not selfish. It is absolutely the lifeline that we need to do in order to give back to, in the ways that we want to. You want to give to others from a place of your cup running over with energy and time rather than um, giving to others so that your cup is completely um, empty. We can talk more about that later. That's a whole like separate uh, podcast. Why putting yourself is not self first and on your list is not selfish. So prioritize yourself, your relationships, your work, your family, your home, your home environment, your garden, whatever it is that are these big categories, prioritize them. One, two, three, four, five. So this week are your, is your work kind of above your kids? Okay, totally fine. No judgment at all. There's no right way or wrong way of doing this. It's just recognizing that when you are um, thinking about all the things that you have to do, that you are able to understand, oh, I understand what type of energy I need to bring this. This is this is a number five priority. I might have to, you know, still do the work, but I don't have to bring all my energy to it. I'm just going to kind of manage my energy around that priority level. So prioritizing is really important. And prioritizing isn't necessarily about the quantity of time that you're giving to something. Like you might not be able to, like work may be number four priority, but you still have to show up 30, 40, whatever many hours of work. But you know in your mind, this is a lower priority than my family or my home environment or then my self-care this week. And it's it's just a little bit of a reminder. 
The next step is really anchoring into and identifying the core desired feelings that you want to have. So Daniel Laporte talks a lot about uh, the core desired feelings. Uh, People have different terms and different words from this. I think that in this personal development world, we're all kind of just recycling the similar concepts. But I like to think about the core desired feelings of those ways that you want to feel in your life through all aspects of your life. And I think so often it's easy for us to get focused on the ways we don't want to feel. And unfortunately, law of attraction, when you focus on those ways that you don't want to feel, you are just putting the intention out there and it's just creating more of that. And I have definitely seen that happen in my life. I, When I was struggling with depression and I was struggling with my anxiety, I was kind of announcing to the universe, like, I am a depressed person and I am so depressed. And that was really what I saw in the world. And when I started to cultivate the core desired feelings inside of me, which are more life-giving, more positive, I found that those were the things that I began to attract. So core desired feelings can be different things for different people. And I have really seen from time to time they shift for me, but there's some that just stay with me. They're just central to the way I want to show up. And I, if you follow me on Instagram or have listened to any of the other podcasts, I talk a lot about um, feeling the way you want to feel and cultivating those feelings in your life. It's a large part of why my gratitude practice is something that I'm always talking about because it is one of the um, tools that I find most effective for managing those feelings and to getting us into those core desired feelings. But in this time management process, knowing how you want to feel is really important because we're going to be um, creating a step next that is really thinking about how you kind of achieve these feelings. So for me, um, I want to feel calm. And that to me is like calm in mind, body, and spirit. I want my mind to not be like racing and circling all over the place. I want it to be like really here with me. I want to feel, um, at the same time, I want to feel thriving, vibrant. It's actually, um, to me, it's a color. It's this color of green at the early spring when you see that new growth coming out on the spring tips of the spruce trees and it's like you can see that old growth which is like a darker darker green and then the new growth is this vibrant colorful green that's that's like a core desired feeling for me i want to feel that vibrancy that that growth that um that amount of aliveness i guess another feeling that comes up a lot for me is connected And this to me is connected spiritually to my spiritual teachings, to the things that I am called toward. It's connected to myself, my own inner wisdom and my own guidance system and like knowing my compass. And it is also connected to my family, my husband, my children, 
um, my place, my community. So connected can mean a lot of different things to me, but I, I understand what that feeling is when I am thinking about uh, my core desired feelings. Um, other feelings that I have um, can, considered or come in sometimes is rooted. Like I want to feel very grounded. I want to feel very connected. I guess that's connected. Um, ease. I want to just feel like things are easy and flowing and not struggling. Um, intuition, healing. These are all part of the core desired feelings. And there's, you know, as many people there are in the world, there's probably that many combinations of core desired feelings. So nobody has the same, same core desired feelings. And when I first did the work to uncover my core desired feelings, and you can do this through the Daniel Laporte desire map, uh, journaling prompts and exercises, just really like, how do I want to feel? How do I want to feel? What do I want right now? Why do I want that? Um, what am I desiring? What am I craving? And then understanding what those cravings are really, what is it that you are seeking that is behind that? What is the feeling behind that craving? So if I'm craving, I want and I crave a cup of coffee. Well, what is that feeling that I am wanting behind that? Is it, I want a cup of coffee because I want to feel energized and alive? Or is it, I want a cup of coffee because I want that feeling of sitting in a coffee shop, connecting with a friend, having that warm beverage, kind of hands wrapped around, it's raining outside. Those are two different um, feelings behind wanting a cup of coffee. So what is the feeling behind the thing that you are wanting? Um, so we talked about the brain dump. We talked about prioritizing top to bottom, putting yourself always first. And then we talked about what are your core desired feelings and really owning and leaning into those core desired feelings. So the next step that I like to do is, and this is maybe a little different from um, the way Heather teaches it, but this has been an important part of my process. Uh, it's asking myself, like, how, like, what do I need to do in my life to feel my core desired feelings? And I do this actually for each category. So I would take myself and I would assess, okay, what's my current alignment when I think about how I am doing with my self-care? How connected am I with myself? Is, is it a one this week or is it a 10 this week um, or, or this moment? Like, where am I on that scale? And it's all subjective. It doesn't matter. This is all just for you, but it can help you tap into, hmm, how are things going? How does this feel? And then I would take a moment to just brainstorm or look at my list of brain dump items and say, well, what are actions that I could do that could increase my alignment with this core, with the core de desired feelings for myself? Or like if I'm really low on the scale of the home and I decide I want my home to have a higher priority, well, what are some of the actions that I might need to take to feel more calm or feel more connected with my home? Like maybe I have been avoiding the laundry and there's laundry everywhere. 
And that's leading to a feeling of disconnection or chaos in the house. And so maybe my action for feeling calm in the home is like doing the laundry and, and putting things away. Or God, we're always looking for socks in our house. It seems like there's this crazy sock monster that is just constantly consuming socks all the time. Never can find any socks. So one of the actions that I'm actually prioritizing this week is like coming up with a sock system, just like tiny little micro actions that will help us to feel, that helps me feel like more calm because my brain isn't constantly being taken up space of like, oh my God, my, my kid's feet are going to be freezing cold and whatever. So, um, socks. I know Byron Katie, uh, one of my spiritual teachers talks about her relationship with her kid's socks. And so I feel like, um, everybody can relate to looking for kid's socks. Um, so we have then like a little bit more like what are the uh, actions that I need to take to align me with my core desired feelings um, in all the different categories. All right. So then finally, finally, you get into the scheduling. <laughs> and I actually utilize both a paper calendar as well as an electronic calendar. And there is some science behind this. So paper, when you write things down, um, people who write down their goals and their dreams, and um, you're, you're more likely to achieve them. So writing it down, and I actually will draw pictures in my calendar of different things. So like on ski day, I'll have a picture of us, uh, the family skiing. It just helps to connect me to that core desired feelings. Creativity is a, a component of my core desired feelings. Um, it helps me to have a way I like to schedule it out when I'm writing it down at a week at a time. So you can open up the page of the calendar. I'm using the law of attraction planner, but the passion planner also does this. There's, there's many different planners out there, but I like to have a spread where I can see the entire week and I can look at all the things that I have on that week. And I can assess, is this, um, in alignment with my energy or are there any conflicts that I need to, um, take care of? And is there enough blank space on my calendar? So one of the things that I have really learned about myself, I absolutely need blank space, space where nothing is planned, that I can just sort of be and not, you know, be moving from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. Now that might not be what works best for you. Like you might be somebody who really thrives in a very densely packed calendar, but I also encourage any of you listening to really question like, why is my calendar so packed? What am I trying to achieve from that? And is it really serving me and my energy? So when I am scheduling, I will put myself in the things that I need to do for myself first. So if it is a exercise class, if it's a walk, I always have my morning routine scheduled into my calendar and, um, you know, various breaks that I may be planning on taking throughout the week. Um, 
so getting those prioritized and scheduled actually on the calendar. And I usually will have a special color that I use for myself. And then just going down the list and you know finding the space and time like and making sure that you know if you are going to run an errand to you know pick something up for the home that you're not just giving yourself time to walk in the store and walk out but you're actually scheduling yourself enough time to drive there to walk into the store to do the thing to walk out to drive home to unpack the item we often are uh or this is what happens to me i also often think that oh yeah i can do that in 20 minutes and it ends up it's like an hour plus um activity and that leads to that over scheduling um and then i'm always feeling behind and that is not in alignment with how i want to feel so um, starting with paper, and then I move into my Google digital calendar. And one of the things that I have found is really, there's some questions that really help me in thinking through this. So one is like, what is a high leverage for me this week? Um, and then what is not, what can I let go of? What can I ask somebody else to do for me? Where can I ask for help if there's, where can I delegate? So what is absolutely the highest leverage action for me? And I do this at work often. And, uh, you know, do I really need to show up to that meeting? Is that a high leverage action, especially right now when I'm only working 15 hours a week? Or are there other ways that I can get the information or ask other people to support me that would uh, be in greater alignment with the energy? Uh, the other question I ask is what aligns with my priorities? How do I ensure that I am meeting my priorities? So remember that step of prioritizing top to bottom, making sure that I am really thinking about what is it that is going to connect to those priorities. And then again, how do I want to feel this week? How can I feel that way? Um, what activities in this week are non-negotiable for me? And then what do I need to do to communicate those? So putting them on the digital calendar and I use Google a lot. And then in the like task description, I actually will put what it is that I need to be doing. I'll put people's names, phone numbers, contact information, all the things that will really help set me up to being well prepared and ready to go. So scheduling it, booking time. Um, let's see. And then the final step. So then you do it. And recognize this is not perfection. This is not about like micromanaging your time and following it to a T and like getting everything done. This is about charting out a course or a direction and then being willing to change and pivot when you need to throughout the week. Just life happens and you have to be able to be flexible with yourself and give yourself that compassion um, to know that you may have scheduled something, um, a busy, something harder workout on Wednesday. And if you show up on Wednesday and it's like, my energy is not aligned with having that big push of energy, ask yourself, okay, what does that mean to pivot? Maybe I'm going for a walk instead of a hard run. Like, 
this is not about um, shaming ourselves and, uh, you know, striving per for perfection. It's really about living with those core desired feelings. So do act, continue to do it. And then the step that I swear I am still working to master, it is for some reason really hard for me, is the step of reflect and review. And so recently I have been putting time aside as part of my evening routine to really dig into what is it that I need to, how did today go? And what went well? what didn't go well, and then thinking about the next day and checking my calendar. Is there anything that I need to communicate to my partner, to my children about times that I'm available, times that I'm not? Do we have any conflicts, etc.? So every night really taking that time to reflect and review. So now I have kind of created the schedule for myself. I've kind of considered uh, what's going on in the family. The other super important step for me is to con connect and talk with my partner, my spouse, about what I have going on this week, where I'm going to need him to step in, where our schedule might be a little bit different than normal and to brainstorm, okay, what is the additional support that I might need? How can I fill in these different gaps if my, my child is needing some supervision or some support or help? And that is that scheduling conversation um, can be a little overwhelming at times because he's not a big scheduler. And I'm often asking him to come with his calendar and tell me what's going on in his life, um, which feels hard for him. But what I know about myself is the more that I can inform other people of what's going on, it allows me to stay in my flow. It allows me to really understand um, what my needs are, where my where I need space, and it makes me feel like I have communicated my needs and I have also been open to hearing and receiving other people's needs. So we're going into the week at least on the same page. And I actually have like a whiteboard where I put, um, okay, these are some specific times that we're going to need a little extra coordination. Reflect, review, rinse, and repeat. This is all something that I have been working on for a number of years. And I have spent a lot of time working with Heather and others to continue to work to master it. And I still need reminders and I still need to um, work with other people to figure out how I can do this. But I have found when I am really committed to this process and to showing up with the attitude of energy rather than like times and to do, my world has shifted. And I really believe that it can shift for others as well. So that was a bit of a meaty topic, maybe a good one to uh save, listen to again with a uh, pen and paints, pencil. And, you know, like I said, this is a process that takes a long time to master and it's progress, not perfection. So maybe just start with one step 
a week and just keep adding to it as you go. And let me know how it goes. I'm always curious to hear more about how people are implementing this um, work, what's working for you in your lives, where are you stuck or where are you having a hard time? And yeah, I am. I love having conversations with people. So if you are somebody who um, is interested in connecting with me, I'm always available on Instagram at Morgan Ruff Uplift, or you can go to my website and you can fill out the connection form there and get some time on my calendar. Also, don't forget the 14-day the gratitude program challenge is still available for anybody who is interested. Like I mentioned in this podcast, and I mentioned probably every single day, gratitude is one of the practices that has been most influential in shifting me out of my kind of lack mindset and those lower energy emotions to um, abundance, to vibrancy, to calm, to all the things that I really crave in my life. And I know that it can help anyone who is interested. It's easy, but you have to just do it. You have to practice it and you have to continue to practice it every single day because it just, it's like a, it's like a muscle and it's a rewiring of our brains. Our entire society, our entire culture is trying to uh, make us see things not from the perspective of gratitude. So constant rewiring is really important. Um, so that is it for today. Wild women, wild souls. Thank you again so much for spending time with me. I am just beyond grateful and so honored that you are open to listening to me, hearing my voice, hearing these ideas and sharing it with friends. Um, okay. Thank you. Be brave. Stay wild. See you on the next adventure. Bye.